Welcome to DustinStravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right, hey everyone, Dustin here from Dustin's Travels with my wife Karina. Hi everyone. So today, so if you go to Mexico City, you got to make a day trip to this other city called Puebla. And it's about, what, an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, hour and a half, two hours. So you got to make the trip to Puebla. It's an awesome, cool city, about an hour and a half outside of Mexico City. And it is the birthplace of Cinco de Mayo. Yes, that's right. I mean, Puebla is known for so many things. It's history, Cinco de Mayo. It's delicious food. Gastronomy is incredible there. Gastronomy? Um, What's gastronomy? Gastronomia. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I, okay, anyway. No, I don't. I thought it sounded like gastritis. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, food and culture? Yeah. Cool. I didn't know. Okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. So um, not only that, it's also its economy. It's uh, home to many industries there. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Puebla. It's a beautiful city. It's not a small town. It's definitely one of the biggest cities in Mexico. Yeah. So you know, when I think Puebla, doesn't Puebla mean smallest town in Mexico? Yeah, in Spanish. In, in Spanish, pueblo means like village, but. Yeah, so... So in my mind, I think, oh, this is like a small town. But it's actually one of the biggest, I think the fourth biggest city or something like that in Mexico. Eight, six million people, I believe. Yes. Yeah, six million people in Mex- in uh, this town, whole city. But, um, so birthplace of Cinco de Mayo. So what happened, you, let's, you tell the story about Cinco de Mayo. So all of you who go partying on Cinco de Mayo and have no idea why, listen up, because this is why. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo is not... Again, it's not Mexican independence, which unfortunately many, even Mexican-Americans, unfortunately don't know their history and go out Cinco de Mayo and think it's independent and it's kind of embarrassing. Like what, Like we think Christmas is like Christ's birthday? Yeah, exactly. Something like that. But this is even more recent history. So this was 1862. The French Empire sent troops uh, to Mexico because Mexico was, you know, a weaker country coming uh, about because it, you know, recently had in, uh, seceded from Spain, became independent and owed some money to France. So France wanted reparations and sent troops to Mexico and invaded. And so the Battle of Puebla, it was against the French army and at that time, the French army was top of the line. You know, that was probably the most powerful empire uh, army at the time. And the Mexican army was able to defeat them in Puebla. Yeah, so the French army was Napoleon III, right? Was in commander? Yeah, Napoleon III. This was, I believe, Napoleon Bonaparte's uh, nephew. He was in power at the time. And so there were a series of battles. This one in particular, the Cinco de Mayo, uh, the Mexican army was able to defeat them. But then eventually they lost a couple of other battles. The The president at the time, who was Benito Juarez, the first indigenous president of Mexico, was ousted from uh, the government, and they brought in an emperor. Uh, his name was Maximilian um, Asburgo. So he was in power for about two or three years. And, Maximilian was in power. Yes, correct. And he was a monarchy, right? 
However, um, he wanted to bring some reforms to Mexico. He was more, a little bit more liberal, wanted some uh, ed- to bring in education, separation of church and state. But he was ousted because Benito Juarez took back power. Right. So that's kind of the after Cinco de Mayo. But what Cinco de Mayo was, was the this like Mexican army who's not as well trained. They're a newer country. Right. And then this powerful French army coming in in Mexico, whooping their butt. And that was, it was like a national crying call. Like it was all about um, republic over monarchy, about um, getting rid of this European influence and keeping them out of Mexico. You know, it was this very symbolic battle, a symbolic moment, and really celebrated at the time um, in Mexico. Also in the United States celebrated it as well because Abraham Lincoln, who was president at the time, was supportive of a local Mexican nation that was not uh, being dominated by European cultures because obviously the U.S. doesn't want Europe in in this their region in latin america and america in general uh trying to rule or dominate or or um take control yeah exactly and that's why and the the mexican-american community at the time also celebrated the victory um so that kind of continued on through the generations up to this date where even schools have you know parties and celebrations uh and things like that so it's definitely become part of the American history, if you will, as well, because Abraham Lincoln was supportive of Benito Juarez and the Republic in Mexico. And so obviously that battle took place on May 5th, 19, or 1862. Two. Yeah, so that's what we celebrate when we celebrate that. Yeah, so that's one part of Puebla. The other part is uh, the mole poblano, and that is one of the most traditional foods in Mexico, especially in this region. It's the birthplace of this... Uh, delicious meal where it's based from chocolate and seeds and spices and you can cook it with your chicken or with enchiladas and it's uh, just this traditional food that comes dates back to the indigenous times even before the Spaniards were here yeah so mole is you you love mole huh I do yeah so mole like I feel like most Mexicans are just absolutely they talk about mole as if it's like this sacred religious it kind. is <laughs> um, you don't like it but <laughs> it's not like i think it's overhyped i just i just not i'm not a huge fan it's definitely not for everyone because it is you know this kind of like sweet strong flavor um because of the spices and the chocolate element in it and it's this kind of like paste darker color and there's so many moles it's not just that one they they have red mole they have this brown mole green you know all kinds of colors um and yeah not everyone loves it but i think it's a very traditional food very uh symbolic because of its history as well and it was birthed started in the city of puebla so if you're a mole fan or you want to know about their most amazing dish you got to go to puebla and have mole in puebla Yeah, exactly. Another important place in Puebla is their own Zócalo, kind of like Mexico City has the Zócalo. Puebla also has a smaller version of a Zócalo, but it's basically where they have their main square, the plaza, many shopping areas, and of course, like any Mexican city, the church or cathedral in the center of it. And so Puebla is actually called Puebla de los Ángeles, and that is connected to the history of that uh, cathedral. Because when they were building it, you know, when the Spanish brought their religion and they were converting 
were forcing the indigenous people to convert to Catholicism. They were building these massive structures, these massive cathedrals. And this is a pretty big uh, church, right? So they were trying to get the bells up in the cathedral, in the top part. And they couldn't because they were so huge and heavy. And so they prayed to, to God or the Virgin of Guadalupe, probably just God. And uh, God gave them, granted this miracle of angels coming down to help them put up the the bells. So that's why Puebla is called Puebla of the Angels. Yeah, so those are the big reasons to go visit Puebla. And by the way, we didn't mention Cinco de Mayo. You can actually go to the fort where um, it's the fort of Guadalupe. And that's the fort where the actual battle of Cinco de Mayo took place. So you can go visit all that. And make sure you do so when you visit the city of Puebla. How to get there? So we actually got lucky because Karina has some cousins uh, down there, of course. Again, marry, that's why I say in these podcasts, marry a Mexican because they have tons of cousins and family everywhere. And they could be your tour guide because they speak Spanish. They could go to any Latin American country. Um, so that's one of the reasons, right? Um, but anyway, we didn't have transportation. Oh, so we, t- we got a ride from your uncle to get down there. How, how should people normally get down there if they can't? Yeah, so um, there's if you're in Mexico City, for example, there are uh, metro uh, buses that can take you down to Puebla. You could take um, also, I believe it's called. Oh my gosh, I can't. Well, so you could, but there are buses that go um, from Mexico City to Puebla, and they are about you know two hour or so away from from Puebla. So there's definitely buses that you can take. I would recommend, if possible, try to get a tour or something down there because it's um, even when you get in Puebla, I didn't get the sense that it's easy to kind of navigate and get around. Like if you want to go to the main square, if you want to go to Cinco de Mayo, uh, things like that, you may want to get a tour that will kind of take you to different spots about Puebla. Also, please tell us about the volcanoes. Yes. So so there's... Story of Puebla is about two volcanoes there as well. We didn't get to see them, unfortunately, because it was too cloudy, which sucked. But um, Karina is going to tell you that story. Yeah, so Puebla is also known for the volcanoes there. Um, it's a legend that talks about a couple who was in love. Uh, she was a princess, and her name was Istasiwal. And she was in love with a warrior. His name was Popocatépetl. And so he goes off to war... Um, and there are some jealous people who come back from war and tell the beautiful princess that her lover has been killed in battle. Um, so she is just devastated, so sad that she's lost the love of her life, that she actually dies. Um, you know, she stops eating and she's just, you know, stricken by, by uh, deadly love. And Popocatépetl comes back victorious from the battle and uh, comes back home and finds the unfortunate news that her that his uh, lover has you know died because of this you know um, story of him dying. So he takes her body up to the mountains and pretty much dies there with her in the mountains. And they were converted into volcanoes to prolong their love for each other. So whenever you see you know little explosions and um, air around that area is because they're sending love messages to each other. So it's a beautiful story. Of course, it's legend, but nonetheless, it's something that is uh, part of the Puebla identity. 
So yeah, when you go there, I don't, can you, you can't, you can visit the volcanoes, but it's like a whole day trip to climb, climb them and all that. So you can actually do that. We obviously didn't. Um, but I think you could pretty much see Puebla in a day. Um, so just make a nice little day trip. You don't need to spend the night there or anything like that. Anything else about Puebla? Yeah, I mean, they 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 have so many things there. Um, we just mentioned some of the bigger things. Of course, if you want to check out more of the historical sites and museums and things like that, definitely spend a couple of days. But you can just take a uh, day trip to Puebla from Mexico City. All right, so thank you so much for listening to that podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Also share it with your family and your friends and all those who are planning on visiting Mexico. Also follow us on Instagram at Dustin's Travels. or also on YouTube and Facebook at Dustin's Travels. And we will see you in the next episode. Cheers.